Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. I'm your host, Grace Helbig. We have a repeat guest, but just an all-around wonderful human being with us today. An actress, a comedian, an actual professional dancer, and an all-around just excellent human being. Nikki Glazer is back with us on this episode of Not Too Deep. And you know what? We found out a lot about threesomes this episode. I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, listen and watch all the way through to the end because... Uh, it somehow it aspirationally ended with the idea of wanting a threesome. Not, not too deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by our buddies at Squarespace, who want you to know that you can turn your great idea into a reality with Squarespace. Squarespace makes it easier than ever to launch your passion project, whether you're showcasing your work or selling products of any kind. With beautiful templates and the ability to customize just about anything, you can easily make a beautiful website yourself. And if you do get stuck, Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support is there to help. So head to squarespace.com grace for your free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Nikki Glazer, welcome back to Not Thank Too Deep. You. I'm so excited that you're here. For having me back. Um... I, so I was just telling you, I'm super obsessed with your Sirius XM show, You Up, with Nikki Glaser. Thank you. Um, and I only got recently introduced to it, like, in the last two months, I think. Uh, and it is, I get tired doing two podcasts, like, once a week, and you do two hours every day? Yeah, two hours every morning, Monday through Thursday, yeah. And you've been doing it for a full year? It's coming up on a year now, yeah. Okay, how has that been? Because that... Just hearing this makes me tired. Yeah, I don't know. I or is it just I, like a muscle that you've exercised? I think so it's the much? same thing. I like doing a podcast. I used to do podcasts all the time, like once right. a, weekly ones, and it felt like a chore most of the time, like a lot of the time, yeah. and was uh, very overwhelming at times. But this is just every morning. It like has to be. Yeah, like it's just I have to show up. It's not even. I like have a boss. I feel like I'm not making myself do it, and I feel like when you do your own podcast, it always feels like. You got to do it yourself. You're self-motivating. You're- and this actually gives you actually routine and structure. Yes. Which people I, are depending on me a lot. Maybe that's what I'm jealous of, that I crave I contract. Actual, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have people you have to show up for. Yeah. And legalities in which have to be fulfilled. I almost like that. I just, it's the first time in my life as a adult having like a regular gig, like that yeah. you show up to every day. I mean, I've had right. shows before and had... But for a year solid, like my shows have always been canceled before they made it a whole year. So sure. I've never been like every day in the office for a whole year. And yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I like the consistency of it. And it's just, it's good to be talked. Like there's, there's no other place where I can talk so much and get well, so good at broadcasting. Yeah. But also the coolest thing about it is how candid you can be. Cause I think that's what really, when I first started listening to it, I was like, holy shit, she's talking about everything and anything that's in her head or in her co-hosts or guests head and they're really not holding back and it must be nice to have that freedom to be able to kind of like exercise those thoughts but also it must be a little I want to ask like about have there been shows that you regret revealing so much because you guys fucking go there. Yeah. And it's great because you get to know you very quickly. <laughs> and I know. It's a very, I don't know what is wrong with me. No, it's, I think there's probably a therapy in it. There's probably. There is. And I'm like not seeing a therapist right now. So it's really <laughs> bad. Like now's the time to start listening to my show because once I get a therapist, she's going to set better boundaries for me with what I say on air. But right now I have no one checking me Yeah, and I need to get it out. And there, you know what I like about it is that it's live. So once I say it, it's done and it's out there. You when I do podcasts, I tend to reveal more yeah, because I know that, that I can always take it out later, sure. which I don't. And then I just say more sure. and, um, and then it's worse. So I've had more backlash and more residual bad things happen in relationships because of things I've said on podcasts more than the live show every day. And I kind of went into it having to be like, Nikki, what are you going to save? What is sacred to you? And I was, I decided nothing. And so (laughs) I really, which I I think is liberating uh, in a way because I, I, I really relate to it because I'm at an age, I'm 33 now where I'm like, 
I, fuck it. Like I've been very reserved in how much I say about like my personal experiences in my life. And I, at this point, don't care to be that reserved because there's some sort of uh, relatability and there's some sort of like, I don't know, there's just a niceness in hearing someone else is going through something as ridiculous, if not more ridiculous than something you've been through. Yes. And so that candidness is just refreshing to me, even if it Thank seems you. gross or like, yes, blunt, but it's yes. like, that's great because there's this whole stigma that when you're like a, a blonde woman and you say you're a hot mess, the people are like, you're not really a hot mess. And yeah. you're like, let me tell you the ways. Let me tell you how <laughs> gross it gets. Yeah. And I, and the thing is, Grace, like I do hold back some things. You do. And so it's like, it gets grosser. And I want everyone to know that whatever you think, like I've said what I'm capable of, how that's gross I am. Too is called it gets gross. It gets gross. Like it gets there's there's things I as you were talking, I was like, okay, I do hold that back because there I I I think about the same things. Like when I hear women talk so candidly about things that I'm like, oh my god, I can't believe she's admitting that. Yeah. It's always such a relief. It is never there's I've never felt judgment on them. No, I've never, I've never like felt gross. Em- I've never felt, yeah, I've never felt like they're doing something wrong and nor yeah. have I ever felt embarrassed for them. No. I've just been like, this is the strongest woman I've ever heard. I, uh, I, there's something very, very admirable about this. Well, you know what I, I, it's, I had in, um, who was in Paris Hilton walked into studio oh, one day. It was I, amazing. I'm going to get into your Instagram story, which I'm obsessed with. But oh yeah. Thank you. I, I saw this on your story, but yeah. yeah, she, we got her in studio. She wasn't even like planning on being a guest. I just like saw her in the hallway and I was like, Oh my God, that's Paris. Like I love her. I just love her because I felt like, she, you know, you always like someone that you're like closest and maybe looking to. So if you blur your eyes across the room, like I could be like when she was, yeah. when she was like fresh on the scene, I was like young and like, I could have like I could have gotten there, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I can do like a, a good impression where she's just like, that's that's hot. Like I was I was always like kind of into her. And so I saw her. And I'm like, I didn't even know she was going to be here today. Like she's walking to Andy Cohen's studio, which is right across the. So mm-hmm. it's like right next to ours. And so the, and I'm freaking out. And then we grabbed her and she came in and um and, or no, we like were texting the talent department trying to get like, can we get her for a second? Can she yeah. just say hi? Can she get a picture with me? Like she's I'm just right a here, huge yeah. fan. And um and she was so cool. She came. She wanted to come in right away because she saw I was like freaking out. Yeah. And then she was like, we'll be back, babe. And then she left and she came back and like, we thought she was just going to be in for a couple minutes and she stayed the whole segment <gasps> till the end. She was just like so chill and just really, wow. I could tell that she, I didn't want to push it too hard, but I could, right. I could tell that I, I could have broed down with her pretty hard and because yeah. she was uh, more open than I thought she would be. And I just like in the moment I had to be like, what do I want to know about her Paris Hilton? Like I was like trying yeah, to think because we had one break and I was like, I know she's probably going to come in. And I was like, she's just so unabashedly like I'm hot and I'm putting my body out there and I'm like, I know I'm hot. And like, I just am not comfortable with that. And I admire it. I secretly wish I were as comfortable with that (laughs) like that. And so I asked her, I was just like, because this is the thing that I can like talk about my vagina and talk about how gross my eating habits have been and currently are and like reveal things that are so embarrassing. But like. For me to post a picture that's like, <laughs> which is unironically Where, like I'm feeling myself, yes, yeah. <laughs> just owning it, like they do, like Emily Ratajkowski, like when they're just yeah. like, I'm sex, I and you're just it. like, you are sex, and I, and but the thing is, Grace, you're so sex, like you could do those photos and carry it, and people would be like, whoa, and you do sometimes, like you see it come out with you. I've seen it. You're sneaky sex. <laughs> Vice versa. You got it big time. And but I know on occasion. And then I literally sit back and look at those photos and go, God, what the fuck did I just post? I mm-hmm. hate myself for it. This is not yes. who I am. This those is not girls, the value that I want. Those girls don't think that way. And I that's know. what I was like, what? How do you not think that way? Like, yeah. how do you not worry that people? Because I go, Paris, if I were you, I would post a picture and be like, hot or whatever. And be like, <laughs> be like wait, you know where you're just like, there's no joke here. I'm just hot. There's but nothing there's- like sincere. There's no fake, like, thank you to my makeup team. It's just like, I'm hot. Like, yeah. and I'm like, wh- I would, my biggest fear would be like people going like Paris thinks she's so hot. And she was just like, yeah, that like probably happens. And I don't care. Like I just, Ugh. my brain has never worked that way. And I was like, we're just <sighs> wired differently. But that to me is so embarrassing. Oh, yeah. And I like it's, admire that. I don't I I have too many wires, I think, in my brain. I think I overanalyze and things that like other people wouldn't. Um, Paris yeah. Hilton for, you know, ipso facto that she doesn't care 
Whereas I could pretend I don't care, but that's just more effort to actually cover up the caring that's still happening underneath the surface yes, of it all. Yes, <laughs> at, the, at the bottom there's care and there's like, uh, my biggest fear is that pe- my like, I picture like there's certain people I picture screenshotting me and sending that's, it to their friends and having a text exchange about how ridiculous I am. That's and making exactly fun of me. what it is. I know a couple people in my life that will take this and make me feel like if I can imagine them looking at this photo, that's too much for me to post this photo. Know, but she does that and the world mocks her for it. Like people uh, will mock her and do the same thing. Like, but that's like, part of her brand. I but think it is. And I, but, but it, she's, she can just hear. Okay. I will say to probably, she doesn't care what people think about her. Or does she care so much? If she's the greatest actress of all time, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, she could be Andy Kaufman and everyone right now, and we don't know. But, like, when you put that much effort into your looks and, like, looking hot, do you care so much? Or putting that out there and being like, I don't care what they think or if people think I think I'm cool, do you not care? I think she doesn't know any other way. Yeah. I think I've only known how to be a tomboy trash monster. And so to put effort into <laughs> like, yeah, to be actually like putting money and value into my looks is unfamiliar to me. Whereas her dressing the way I would dress on a normal day is probably radically unfamiliar. And yes. so therefore uncomfortable and like doesn't compute for her yes. at all. At least that's the way I like to rationalize like, Hey, teach their own. But I will say that in terms of you putting yourself out there in a sexy, fun, cool, admirable way, um, you did dancing with the stars Yes, and like talk about having to be in your actual body for that. That was just an excuse to like be, take, take being sexy and like, like a show woman seriously. Well, and see, I didn't have to go, I'm a jokey. I got to like on be sincere yeah. about this ridiculous thing. But also I, my life. I listened to you uh, on part of Joe Rogan's podcast, talk about it. And I was like, I get that. I would never have said yes. So I give you so much respect for saying yes and doing something that is so wildly outside of your comfort zone. And when you were describing like, I dancing is not what I'm built for. So I may as well just take a chance and do it. And you really like honestly did it. You didn't like come out as the jokey girl. Like you came out like fully in yourself and like feeling yourself that I was like screaming at my TV Aww. the night that you first <laughs> You were so sweet about it. Your support meant a lot to but me. But no, I see myself in that. And that's like very, very cool to be like, I'm going to take this weird, arbitrary, cliche TV risk situation. Yes. <laughs> and that show is so fucking intense. It's, oh my God. It's the greatest thing I've like, really, I loved it so much. Grace. Yeah. Like, I'm dying to go back. <laughs> well, I like, know that you're starting the fake campaign for the loser series. I'm so. dying to go back. <laughs> it is sincere. I thought it was maybe going to wear off like this feeling of like, I went back in, right. but I loved it so much. And, um, and my journey is not done with that show. <laughs> I like, I, I refuse. Your talking head interviews are already so succinct. I refuse. <laughs> it isn't. I refuse to live in a world where I can not go on the dancing with the stars again. Yeah. It just, I don't want to like, it makes me so it feels like I suffered the loss of being kicked off that show and that journey ending. Sure. Like a death. Like I was like, I can't do this again. Well, cause like, you know, it's, I can't it's imagine so the whirlwind that it is. So you don't get a chance to process it. And no. then when it's taken away from you that you're like, I'm not, even, I haven't even started to process being here. You can't no. take it away from the me. First show. Like I go home first. Like it just, First of all, I didn't, I didn't think I was going to go far in the show. I've made that very clear a million times. And even when I signed up for it, I was like, it, the only thing, Grace, mm-hmm. I was like, the only thing I want is to not get kicked off first. And there's mm-hmm. just no way I will. Like, I, I will figure out a way to be entertaining enough that sure. even if I'm the worst dancer on the show, which I wasn't, but even if I am... I'll still, they'll want me around because I'll be fun. Right. And you weren't the worst dancer. And I was neither fun, I guess, nor a good dancer. And that's what crushed me. But no, it's not that because it's based on a voting system of people that are not your core demo. Yeah. So blame middle America. (laughs) I will. I know it is based on It's not your effort. It's not your talents. It's literally something that is ridiculously outside of your actual control. It is. But even that, like realizing that whether it was the network that decided to let me go or well, it was that's the, like thing. the they audience. They always put that asterisk that it's like producers have final say whenever the voting system Yeah, is. I don't even know if it's like that on that show because I, I really didn't look into the whole legality of it. But 
even no matter what it was, there was something someone didn't want me around <laughs> and I did not appreciate it. But I also it did think, not feel good. But I also think just optimistically speaking, that show is so torturous on a human body because how many hours a day oh, were you I training? Would be, I would be. I was so injured when I performed. Yeah, no, you had like a full shoulder industry industry injury when you were like the day that you were supposed to perform. It was so insane how injured I was. I look back and I'm like, oh my God, if I would have continued, I would have just become, I would have just numbed it out with pain stuff. But that's what I mean. Then you'd have irreversible damage. I would. I would. Be like, what's the value here? It it would have been bad. How many hours a day were you training? Four. A day for a day. And that was not enough. I was like, I need more. I want to be doing this full time. Like that's insane to me because you need so many breaks during it. And towards the end, you're like, we can't even take breaks now. And you just need more and more time. And I was, I was having to learn three dances by the time we went to this, like we, I had already learned two and a half dances. I got injured from working on my third dance, which I was like, I didn't even need to learn that at all. Jesus. And I got like injured from like a dumb lift. Like these two guys <laughs> just lifted me and we were just like, you know, it's always the dumbest thing where you yeah, get injured, yeah. but like these two like hot Russian dudes on the side of me are supposed to like lift me. And I am not a dancer. So my dance partner Gleb was instructing them on how to lift me. Uh-huh. And he didn't like. I don't know that you're supposed to like brace when you, I was just like, and so they just like rip my arm out of my socket. And then I was screwed. So yeah, Uh, I would, but people are dancing on broken foots on that show. Like it is brutal. It's intense. But it was so fun to like just work a literal different muscle of like a physical feat. Like it was kind of, I mean, you're sporty. Yeah, I like to run, but I that's the thing. I'm so not coordinated in terms of rhythm in that way. I've tried to do a couple, like we've had choreographers come on shows with Mamrie and I and spend a half hour with me and then we have to resign to, I'll be the one that is purposefully off rhythm in this dance, but it's really like I'm genuinely trying to pick up the numbers and the counts of everything. And I just, I don't have that mind body connection in that regard. I went to like a Zumba fitness class one time and I literally was like a scarecrow in the back of the room just being like, I'm ruining it for everyone else because I I can't even do a four count. Like it is so. It's humiliating. And that's the way I feel. I mean, Gleb was my partner. What the like. Did you know he that this was, was going to so be your partner beforehand? Sad. No. Okay. So I, I get there and I meet him and he, I walk in the room and he's like, oh, this girl looks like she, like, I look like maybe you I have some athletic ability yeah. and like so you're like, okay. ballerina maybe. Mm-hmm. And he said, I mean, he told me later on, like right away. He was like, <laughs> oh dear. I don't, I think I've been the worst dancer he's ever been with and it sucks. And like, but it, it seemed like you guys had a good time together. We really did have a good time. Yeah. It was just... Yeah, I mean, it do you guys was, keep in touch now? We do. We're actually Aww. like working on something together because I just like I loved that show. I loved everyone I met on. It was just yeah. like you know when you work on a show and you just get close with everyone. Well, it's, it's also just such an intensive environment that you have no choice than to like just free fall into it and then feel like whoa, I only have a few people in the world that have experienced as intense of a situation as me. So we have this very special connection about yes. this thing. Uh, and even the other, the other stars in it, like just even going through that with them and meeting them, like I've made like lifelong friends. It really is. The show is as cliche as everything oh, you hear. I went to a taping of it um, the you season did? before because they brought a bunch of social media influencers into the audience and they wouldn't let anyone use their phones except for us. And we oh sat gosh. right behind what's the female judge. Uh, Carrie Ann Anaba. Yeah, my ex-boyfriend and I were sitting right behind her and we decided that we were just going to look directly into camera and smile the whole time and they came over and politely told us that we weren't allowed because we were getting tweets being like, Grace and Chester are right behind that judge oh and they God. look like psychos staring directly <laughs> down the lens of a camera. And then they slowly just started shifting the camera angle over. Oh my God. I got a great gram out of it, so That's I'll take so it. That's so great. But it was so intense even just being there, seeing how the whole operation worked that I, I was, mean, I can't imagine. Dude, when I got kicked taught that show like I could not get my life back together like it took me like <laughs> but also to get my bearings you're literally claw machine so I got eliminated at 7 p.m west coast time and I had to be on good morning America east coast time the next morning so you you get eliminated at seven I had to be in a car at 7 30 I didn't know I was being eliminated like I had maybe a th- they go pack your bags just in case yeah it's like when you go on a group date and you, everyone gets sent <laughs> like not you but like but you I mean, know if you're an MTV reality show and you watch them all pack their bags by the front door and 
in case one of them gets eliminated Boom. tonight. Yeah. Yes. I was supposed to have that prepared and I didn't realize, and I had to have an outfit for good morning America. Like if I'm, oh, Jesus. and so I, <laughs> before, like right before we go live, I was like kind of sitting around, like thinking about like, could I go home tonight? Like no way. And then you're like, don't then think I'm negative like, thoughts. Wait, I'm going home tonight. Like, oh my God. this isn't looking good. And I'm texting my stylist being like, can you throw together an outfit? Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. So they threw something together and delivered. Th- and that's all I went to New York with. I didn't have any other bags that's packed. Insane. I just was, I felt like claw machines. Like I felt like they just spit me back in New York. And yeah. then I woke up uh, like off the jet and we had to go right to Good Morning America. We didn't sleep. <sighs> And I was just like, what's happening? And then afterwards, and then my dance partner leaves and goes back to LA and I'm just like in New York, New York the next day. And I'm like, I don't have to dance for four hours today. I don't, what is my life? Like it just, I didn't know any, the news was going on. I didn't know the news, like the Kavanaugh trial happened. And I was just like, you're in a bubble. I didn't, I was kind of hearing about that again. And like, what happened there? Oh, I do believe women. Okay. Like I I didn't, I was out of everything. It was a bubble in my friends. I wasn't relating to my friends anymore. I was so upset about it. I was trying to watch the show and I was getting like, PTSD because I'm like I want to be there. Yeah, did Those you are watch? my friends. <laughs> my and they're people. Like, and I'm like <laughs> tweeting at them like don't forget me. Like I just <gasps> loved it so much. But um, and it's still very a part of my life. Like I'm still friends with so many of the people. And like uh, yeah, I'm going to the Dancing with the Stars live tour next week. It's the the it finally comes to a close for me next week because they're oh coming God. to New York City and I'm going to like see them. Oh, you're from the audience. Perform? No, they would. They're uh, not gonna. <laughs> they're not even gonna throw me up on stage. Did for a you couple. get a free? T- ticket to go though yes okay, Gleb cute. got me in <laughs> Gleb is getting me in isn't that insane as long as you got that as long as you're not I'm paying a box office price to go see your last show and I would and I, I would I would go with you it was so good oh that's amazing okay we're gonna take a quick break and when we get back uh I have so many more questions to ask you about Great. just everything we'll be right back with Nikki Glazer on Not Too Deep Guess what, Grace? Is it happening again? It's happening again. Our buddies are back. Yay! Squarespace is sponsoring this episode of Not Too Deep. Turn your dream into a reality with Squarespace. They make it easier than ever to launch your passion project. Whether you're looking to start a new business, showcase your work, publish content, sell products, and more, Squarespace is the tool for you. They have beautiful templates created by world-class designers and the ability to customize just about anything with a few clicks. You can easily make a beautiful website all by yourself. Squarespace's powerful e-commerce functionality lets you sell anything online. And analytics help you grow your site in real time. And guess what? Everything is optimized for mobile right out of the box. There's nothing to patch or upgrade ever. Buying domains is simple, and you'll get all the help you need with Squarespace's 24-7 award-winning customer support. They empower millions of people from designers, lawyers, artists, gamers, restaurants, gyms, jacks. That's right. I use Squarespace, guys. It works great. I know I talk about them all the time. It's but. it's our only talking point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, it actually is a really great way to like make a website. No, this is why we love them so much yeah. because they're, we genuinely authentically use them and they're very, very helpful. So turn your great ideas into something real. Head to squarespace.com slash grace for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code grace to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash grace, offer code grace. Not, not too deep. I am so excited. Why is that? It, do you feel desperate and lonely? <laughs> How did you know? That's uh, my favorite two emotions. I also feel that way. Uh, that this episode of Not Too Deep is sponsored by something that will cure those feelings. It's okay, Cupid. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah, it's the only dating app that finds you someone based on who you are and what you're into. That's good because you don't want to date somebody who's not into what you're not into. Yeah, been there, done that. Right? Screw it's that. a waste of time. Yeah, but okay, Cupid, the okay, Cupid dating app, mm-hmm. asks you fun and meaningful questions that matter to you so you can be seen by the people who are going to be into you we're talking about super specific questions like do you prefer to share food yeah are you close to your family do you like going clubbing does your family like going clubbing (laughs) do you have a passport i'd prefer not to answer the last one but are are you are you wanted by the fbi (laughs) i mean you can get super personal so that you see tons of answers that will eventually lead to great conversation and great dates with people who feel the same way you do 
Yeah, you can tell people about your favorite album, your last great trip, mm-hmm. your favorite podcast, that perhaps. That is maybe the greatest conversation starter <laughs> there ever was. And then you can just let the love roll in on the OkCupid app. If you're looking for a person to join you for a long walk on the beach or a short walk to the pool bar, they're waiting for you on the OkCupid app. So start the new year by meeting someone who's into what you're into on the OkCupid app. Download the free OkCupid app and find your next great date today. With Nikki Glaser, um, I think I saw when you got flown to the Today Show, was it Today Show the night after? Good Morning America. Good yeah. Morning America. Yeah. That you had to roast the host. I didn't have to, but oh, I you wanted to. Well, I was preparing for them to say something. So I, the first night that I did Dancing with the Stars, the premiere, yeah. they gave me low scores. They were pretty mean to me. And it was just like out of nowhere. And it just felt like pointed why yeah like i just completed a dance i'm not a good dancer i never said i was but like wasn't that kind of impressive a little bit (laughs) do you have to be so mean the first night and then so the next night i was like but do you think that they were on guard because you were the comedian coming in that they were like produced to be a little bit sharper to you maybe yeah they had to be like on guard that you might roast them so they wanted to get out of the gate in front of you you're probably right but i just wanted to be taken so nothing on the reality like i was just trying to be as like disney as possible because i wanted to follow the rules you were gracious to be there i was so excited to be there i was like so amazed that they even asked me like yeah I, i was just it was a treat. So I wanted to play by their rules. I yeah. wasn't going to say anything that was like racy, which I accidentally <laughs> did. And I didn't even mean to, even though I was trying to behave myself. But the, after they were mean to me on that judge's table and I was like, I need to roast them back. So yeah. to, I was like tomorrow night when I know they're going to be mean to me again, because my second dance is the same dance as the first dance. It's a very, very similar. And they hated me the first night. Uh-huh. I'm not going to get better the second night because I'm already so mad and, and <laughs> in my head. And I don't even like the second dance as much as the first dance. So I'm not going to probably be as good. And so I performed the second dance and then they loved it. And I was like, Okay, and now I can't roast them, but I think they caught wind that I was going to roast them because if they would have been mean at all, they were like, you, that dance, last night the dance controlled you and tonight you controlled the dance. And I was just like, I just felt like, if you want to be totally honest, yeah. that dance well, that I just did was garbage. And we all know that it was. The first night I was like, okay, I got through it and there were some fun things that I did. The second night I was like, total garbage. Like yeah. that was, I know when I can dance, but like they knew if they, if they hated my first dance, they hated the second <laughs> dance. So I was like, you're being insincere right now. Uh-huh. You're being nice because you know, I'm about to go home because you trashed me last night. Uh-huh. So you're not going to kick a horse when she's down. Yeah. So you're being nice. And so I couldn't roast them, but I had all these jokes planned and I was Lined like, up. so then when I got eliminated that, that night and then I was like, so immediately it's the most humiliating thing that's ever happened to you getting eliminated first from a reality show. You're, I was just like standing, staring at the dance floor, hearing being like Nikki and Gleb, Nikki and Gleb. I know he's going to say it. And he's like, Nikki and Gleb. And I was just like, uh, ah, this is humiliating. And there's like boys in the room that I like. And like, there's like, there, it was just like my, my ex-boyfriend was there watching me fail. My oh, no. parents were there watching me fail. Like I just couldn't get past the like first eliminated. It just yeah. felt like a loser. And then I just was like, then, then I got mad. So then afterwards I get my trailer and I'm like, it's bullshit. It's not fair. And like, and I could have done this and I'm, you know, I'm like pacing around being a baby because you just, you're so embarrassed that then you get angry. Also, you're just emotionally raw. Yeah. Yes. I was like, and, and I like, it was just, I, so I went through the whole spat of like, in front of my, my parents are in my trailer, my ex-boyfriend, my b- b- producers from uh, my, my radio show, my Tom Takar, my go- we're all piled in and I walk in and they're all waiting for me. Cause I had to go through the press line, the losers press line oh, of that's being like the worst fucking thing. Oh. So it's like, let's just squeeze out every piece of terrible emotion that you could possibly have right now. Yeah. We just want to, continuously break you down. Yeah, and everyone having to hug everyone and be like, we're going to miss you. And I'm like, you guys are all like not going to think about show. me tomorrow. This like, is a it show. Doesn't... I'm a cog in a machine. Yes. And thank you for and your I... fake sentiments. Exactly. So then I walk into the trailer and I'm like, this isn't fair and I have to like pack and I'm not ready to go. I don't even know what I'm wearing and I don't have my pillow and I don't even, I don't have my pillow. I don't even have any, 
Like, what am I going to wash my face with? Like, they didn't even tell us. And I'm just like having this meltdown. And then there's, I don't have a choice. I have to go to Good Morning America. So then I get in the car mm-hmm. and, um, and Gleb is waiting for me. And he's like in his phone, just like kind of checked out. Cause he's like done. He's like, he's and kind he, of like, okay, his this competition has done too. And yeah. he's kind of, he's, he's sad, but he's also like, good. You know, like yeah. it's, he's done this so many times that that's when you finally, everyone is at a breaking point, even when the show starts. Oh. So by the end of it, it is like uh, everyone is so tired at, yeah. all the time during yeah. the show. So when you finally get kicked off, there's a sense of relief and Gleb's been through it so many times. He's like, yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah. So he's already in this mode of like, it's fun. Now we're, now we can have fun. I can drink on the plane. Like, you know, it's just like very, very <laughs> yeah, relaxed. Sports season is done. Yes. Yeah. And I get in the car and I'm just like really upset. And, um, and I hadn't smoked pot for like a month and a month at oh, that God point. Bless. And I was like, and I needed it during yeah. the show. And I just did it because I couldn't remember dances you were if I was being high. an athlete. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't remember. My memory was crap. Yeah. I was like training. Yeah. So then I get in the car and I'm like, I have a vape. And I'm like, should I? And I'm like, should I just, because I keep being sober. Break and is the this, seal. And then I was just like, I'm doing it. And then I went from being like, fuck this show. And like, I'm not even going to sleep. I have to do good morning America. I'm going to look like old. And like my hairs, I haven't even washed my hair in like two days. And they just expect <laughs> us to go. Like, I'm just feeling victimized. You know, where you just yeah. like get in this. I've been in pouty baby mode a lot. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, no one's even looking out for me. They're and doing I, this to me. Yes. Someone yes. help me. No one's looking out for me. I'm alone. Uh-huh. I feel overwhelmed and I just can't. Do it anymore. So I went from that, and Gleb is not in the mood for that. So I already had couldn't really voice that um, in the car, and I was just like kind of in my head, like, and and then I I smoked a little pot, and then I was just like, "Bitch, you have one last performance." You get to go on Good Morning, Goddamn America tomorrow, and you get to have an interview alone with George Stephanopoulos mm-hmm. and Gleb. My, now I get to dance because I get to be interviewed, which I'm a pro at. That's Gleb. your sporting event. Yeah, take yeah. a back seat, Gleb. Learn from the master. Yeah, so I can find sentences. Yeah. So then I started preparing that set. Like, yeah. like I was like, okay, I have one last dance. I'm gonna start. Um, I'm gonna start writing jokes for that. So I just really like honed in on it, and I like wrote a bunch and I just tried to like own it. Cause I was like, I'm going to spin this being the loser. Well, you're going to do a good thing. The actual skill set that you are strongest at to be like, this is the reason I was asked to be on this show. Cause I offer something different and this is what I'm good at. Yes. So I might not be good at dance, but I can see right through all of you. So here yes. I come. Yeah. And, and I did it in a way that was still respectful of the show because yeah. I, because like I said, I went back on and I will never <laughs> say a bad thing about that show. I really won't. I'm very careful. I, I honestly, I don't really have many bad things to say, but I do love that show and I respect it. But the judges, if I ever get back on, they, I will be mad. Like, cause now yeah. there's a beef. Like yeah. uh, oh, no. they, they were not cool to me. They didn't like well, me. They got this, me off. I hope this pushes forward the storyline that gets you back on the show, because I think Grace, it's a really interesting thing you. to bring back people that actually have redemption. Um, yeah. Uh, a redemption series. Everyone loves an underdog. And everyone loves to see someone. I had more in me. I really did. I had so, I got stuck with a bad opening dance. Like salsa's not my strong. And I just, and I got injured. There were so many things, not to say that that couldn't happen again, but I have, I could go further. But give her a second chance. If I'm voted off the first on the loser season though. Then you gotta retire. I gotta step away. I will away. text you and be like, don't, don't oh my God. leave. Please leave. This is, I just got my period after, I, I got the last time I got my period was on Dancing with the Stars four months ago. Before, Jesus like, r- the, like right when I had Are started. You pregnant? No, okay. I took so many pregnancy tests, Grace. I was like, can there be eighteen false pop negatives? The last one I took was the day before I got my period, which was four months after my last period. So I was like, I'm either four months pregnant or <laughs> or my- I've hurt my body to such a degree that yeah. I. My friend goes, girl, you haven't gotten your period because you're still holding on to Dancing with the Stars. Like you can't go back <laughs> to your life. Like go, let it go. Let that egg let go. It go. Shed I, that egg. I finally let it go last week, but I was like, I am. I'm holding on to that show. My body is like stuck. Yeah. Wow. Oh I mean, Mother Nature is the greatest, you know, tell all of all time. Yes. 
Um, well, talking about roasting, that's become <laughs> kind of like your MO kind of situation. Yeah. Do you like that that's part of like your brand now? Or does it feel a little daunting to be like, I'm the person that roasts people <sighs> and now I feel obligated to have to do this constantly? Yeah, I'm not good at it off the cuff. Like yeah. I can think really mean things, but that doesn't mean that I should <laughs> say, say the things. Like I don't have a joke wrapped around them yet. Well, it, to me, yeah, it's very, it seems like a great skill to be able to wrap it up in like a nice bow about people. But it also feels a little daunting to be the person that people look to to do that. I'm good at roasting because I'm good at writing jokes and I'm good at working on writing jokes. Sure. And I'm good at organizing a set and I'm good at and I have a dark side. That's why I'm good at roasting. <laughs> and and I perform live enough that I can like get in a situation where you can't really prepare for a roast like that. El- like you can't create those elements beforehand to like right. rehearse. So it's just it's a very it's something you have to be very uh, present practiced in. for like I've been on stage so many times in live situations that I can I can nail it but I'm not like a natural like like a roasty person right. like Jeff Ross is just so quick you're not a zinger exactly like. but you're right I get asked all the time like on when I did Good Morning America to announce the Dancing with the Stars cast yeah. we get to Good Morning America early in the morning the whole cast is there all the dancers are it's chaos and one of the producers come up comes up to me like 10 minutes before we go live. Yeah. And they're like, your question, because you're all going to get a question. Every person, a every specific star. question. Yeah. Yours is going to be, uh, who are, are you going to roast the judges this year? And what are, what are you going to say? Oh God. And I was like, guys, no, can't I can't. Do don't. The cuff. <laughs> and they're like, well, we can't change the question. It's in the prompter. I was like, well, I don't have an answer to this because I don't <laughs> want to be mean to the judges because first of all, I owe them uh-huh. like, I don't want to like come off and that's not who I am at yeah, all. Like yeah, I'm not yeah. a roast. And so, it was like panic time. And I, at the very last minute, I was like, okay, I can't roast the judges, but I can go after like Tom Bergeron. So I had pulled up a picture of Tom Bergeron. <laughs> Cause I was like, I know he can take it. I'm familiar with him enough. Yeah. And he's like a funny guy. So I'm like looking at a picture of him just 10 minutes before being like, what does he look like? What does he look like? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm the makeup guy goes, he kind of looks like Dustin Hoffman. And I was like, Oh, you are brilliant. He does look like, <laughs> okay. He looks like a low rent Dustin Hoffman, but that's not the joke. What is the joke? Like yeah. there's gotta be a joke. So I'm scrambling just like, uh, Dustin Hoffman meets blah, blah, blah. Dustin Hoffman. What is the, um, and I said, um, he looks like a just for men, like the box of just for men. Like I was like, Oh, there's a just for men joke there. Like a Dustin Hoffman. And then I went up to, um, Bobby bones, another guy on the show. That's like yeah. a comedy guy. And I walked up to him and I was like, and I walked up to a couple of people and I'm like, what Dustin Hoffman? And he was like men's warehouse or like, yeah, men's oh, warehouse. Yeah, yeah. Dustin Hoffman. I was like, yes. And then I went out there and like was able, but it was just the last, it was the last minute combining the pieces to co- come up with a roast joke. But that's what they do. They always think are like, can you just roast us real quick? And I'm like, that's yeah, if you give me like, two weeks to write jokes. Yeah. I workshop them and like bring back like final drafts. Yeah. Yes, sure. That's when I can do it. But yeah, I, I don't like that. Do you get that on the road a lot? Cause you, have, you've been on the road like crazy lately, right? Yeah. Um, cause I will tell you, um, I mentioned earlier, I'm obsessed with your Instagram story. Yeah. It's, uh, one of the most well curated Instagram stories really? that I follow. Oh my gosh, thank well, you. I don't know how you do it all day. I watch yours and I'm just like, I take I'm one lonely. selfie and I go, oh, this kid, this doesn't work. And then I go, at the end of the day, uh, well, really fucked up another day of creating content for the internet. But yours is so, like, I don't know where you're it's finding manic everything. at times. Like, it's it great. can just be some, like, yesterday I didn't do any of it. And I was like, why was yesterday? Like, what did I do? And I was like, oh, I had, like, friends yesterday. <laughs> I had human interaction. Yeah, I was like more like present with my life yesterday and I wasn't depressed or like generally when I'm depressed, I can't post. But like, yeah, I just at night I collect things on Reddit, like interesting screenshots of things. Reddit's the one thing I don't check into as much. It's like my little treat at the end of the day. Like I've I've been on Reddit for like five years. So I follow ones that I'm interested in and Mm -hmm. like I get to check it at the end of the day and then I screenshot things that I'm like, oh, maybe I'll show people that. So I have like a little like folder of that that I'll just sometimes dump but like in terms of like it's just so much easier to post on your story than it is a real post like you just feel like if someone's watching it they're choosing to watch it I'm not just putting it in their face so I feel a little less guilty about being there's no pressure it's a like I can be like vain and be like talking into my phone (laughs) just like doing a story that is just so self-serving yeah because I rationalize that anyone watching it is choosing to watch it yeah and and whereas on the feed like sometimes you're just like I don't want to see that but like stories someone's choosing to put themselves through this oh no and I I like that you unabashedly talk about how any comedian that tells you their show is sold out (laughs) is just actually bragging and I love that I was just like yes it's all (laughs) a brag now like when I want to brag I'm just like I'm bragging yeah 
yeah. boys, because I, that's how you let people know that you're killing it. Because when we, when people go, yeah, that girl, that girl's killing it. And I go, why do you know that? Why do you think that? And then I find out it's because the, they're her Instagram. Yeah. It's like, well, she's showing you that she's killing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the, I, I think that's the really fun, interesting thing is to kind of unabashedly play that game. Even it's, it's not even playing a game. It's just being like, this is what I'm doing. I'm doing something very cool. Or I look really pretty in this picture. And <laughs> it just so happens to be Father's also, Day and my dad's in it too. But you have a balance because you'll post like a very hot photo and then you'll post, you just like post running after two hours. Like so disgusting. And then I feel like I don't want to mislead anyone because I do use my Instagram to like attract men, you know, like guys, when you're posting on your story, you're like, you're just making content for your crush. Yeah. yeah, Like someone, of my friends said that recently. I was like, you're so right. That's all it is. That's literally all it is. Oh no, that's all it is. Oh no, that's exactly what it is. There's no dang. It's not for my mom. It's not for my friends. I could give a shit if my friends watch my Instagram. I'm always like, why are you even watching this? I'm flipping up. Looking for the guy's name. And then when I see it, it's just like a hit of heroin. Oh, literally. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, now I can go back to 20 minutes of kind of restful nothing. Uh, But it's so true. Instagram stories are just for crushes. They're uh, just for crushes. And I realized that the other day, I'm like, you're right. It is so funny to me that we, like I could... I'll have 20,000 people watch something that I post and all I care about is one, one person. person. Yeah. And we're all like, I mean, that's. I got really mad at Instagram and then very excited when they switched it over to you can see whoever you're following watches your story all day instead of just in that moment when you go back and check your story, which Wait, they what? used to do. Wait, they used to tell you what? They used to show you like, here's the top if people that you're following are watching your story, if you go back and check your story in that moment, if they've just recently checked it, it'll tell you like, here's this person, this person that just watched your story. Oh, that just watched. And so you had to catch it in the moment of the person that you want to watch your story, yeah, yeah. watching your story. And now you can actually kind of sit back and like go back and check it later and they'll yes. show you all that. That was a great move, Instagram. Thank you so much. <laughs> that is such a good move. Oh, was, right. Like you would have to be there for it. Yeah, that you just it. like continuously check. But now see, they, they bump them up now? to the top yeah. to let you know. Sometimes I train Instagram. I'm like, does maybe <laughs> he's not, maybe he is watching this, but Instagram doesn't know I like him. So they don't know him to show me at the top. Right. So I'll go to his page to be like, Instagram, <laughs> hey, I have a crush on him. Learn the algorithm. <laughs> I'll say his name a bunch, like, so it just is listening. Learn my personal algorithm. Yes, show me him at the top. Don't make me scroll and look for his name like a fool. Like a desperate dummy. No. Um, I have things to do. Okay, what's happening this year for you? Um, I'm going to shoot a Netflix special. That's so awesome. I'm, that's why I'm on the road so much. It's just like building just that and that getting thing. that, um, going. Where and then, do you want Do you get to choose where you shoot it? Yeah. Every, like everything. I think I'm, I'm doing it, um, in LA because I just want to put, it's cheaper to do things here sure. and I just want to like make it really cool. And there's yeah. and so budget wise, I'm just like, okay, let's do everything is cheap. And then like other stuff we do is super cool. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it because I haven't put out one in a really long time and that'll be so, f- and just like a Netflix special. It's like, it's, it's the thing to do. It's like, it I changes hear. your life. It's it, there's so many the world of stand up is so insane to me because now there's like half hour specials, hour specials, yeah. 15 minute specials. And it's just like I'm doing an hour and I'm doing a three and a half minute special, too. Is that real? No, is that a joke? No. I was like, honestly, that could be a thing. No. I have no fucking clue. I am doing one of their three and a half minutes. Uh, <laughs> um, I would. And it's for Hulu. Got it. It's great. Everyone is competing against everyone else. <laughs> Um, okay, we're going to take one more break, and then we have a bunch of Twitter questions for you, if Ooh, you would be so obliged. I would love it. The internet has requests for answers, so we'll be right back with more Nikki Glazer on Not Too Deep. This episode of Not Too Deep is brought to you by, guess what, MeUndies. Valentine's Day is right around the corner. Rather than spending all that money going out to fancy restaurants, why not just hang out in your underwear, courtesy of MeUndies? My mom is really proud of me for saying that to a bunch of strangers listening to my podcast. Made from the coveted micromodal fabric, which is three times softer than cotton, MeUndies genuinely feels like heaven against your skin. Men and women can each choose from four different cuts, all of which are available in classic colors, 
and adventurous prints, including new V-Day prints, which release every Tuesday. But why stop there? This year, MeUndies is launching their V-Day prints in, guess what, lounge pants and onesies, y'all. Both are made from the same micromodal fabric as their undies, and I will tell you, they do feel like heaven against your skin. I was agnostic before I tried them, and now I'm fully subscribed to the Church of MeUndies. Uh, they have a great offer for you, our beautiful listeners. First-time purchasers get 15% off and free shipping when you order MeUndies. It's a no-brainer. Get 15% off the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. Free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee when you go to MeUndies.com grace. That's MeUndies.com grace. We're back with Nikki Glazer. I'm not too deep. Okay, we're gonna get into some Twitter questions. Um, before we do, I'm gonna ask you again the two questions I ask every guest that uh, comes on the podcast. And the first is, who alive or dead would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Oh, God. I mean, I do I, I say that. the obvious? I mean, like, oh, not that obvious. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he'd probably like it. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, is there someone, I mean, probably Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think that's the, it's I, just, I see, I just, like, his face comes on at the gym, and I just have to go like this. Like, I yeah. just don't want to see it, so probably him. I'm with you. Um, the other question I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants-shitting story or close call, but you can only use three words or small phrases. So mine is college jogging front lawn. Okay, okay. Um... Oh, when was the last time? <laughs> There's been like s several times. <laughs> it honestly makes me really proud of you in an odd way. I mean, it was like <laughs> August, mid-August 2018. <laughs> That's the best description of one of these uh, close calls slash pants shooting stories I've ever heard. It's just an actual date just and time. <laughs> <laughs> Too incredibly recent. Uh, okay, let's go into some Twitter questions. Um, someone says, I love Not Safe on Comedy Central. Is there a segment that missed making it to the show? Which, for people that don't know, Not Safe was your show on Comedy yeah. Central that was centered around sex, basically. Yeah, sex and dating, but mostly sex. Yeah, and um, one thing we did that we planned on airing but never aired because we got canceled, but we had some stuff like banked was um, I took a blowjob class with my mom. Whoa. At like at that <laughs> the hustler shop in Hollywood. And it was weird and funny. And um I mean I'm dying your... for that footage. Yeah. You don't get it back? I think it's just like probably like gone. I don't know where it is, but like it was a weird day. I put myself in situations on that show that I'm like, why did you do that? I mean, the show is so wonderfully intense. Um, yeah, you were on it. You were great on I it. I was so overwhelmed by it. I and know. I was just like it a deer in headlights. Talk so about like, intensity. I should have like maybe done some research before yeah, I got here. No, it's... Also, I was going through a recent breakup and the guy that sorry, I Grace. was on the show with was friends with my ex. And I was just oh, like, oh, dear. Um, I would like to not talk about relationships. Because <laughs> this is the last thing we want, can talk about. Oh, God. No, but it oh, was, no. But you guys put together. We you were so happy to have you on that show. We it was were, like, a great so team, a great system. Yeah, How did you fun. approach your mom with that segment idea? I was just like, mom, you have to like do this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's a supportive mother yeah i'm like i like pay for it you know i'm gonna like pay for your uh, life the rest of your life so just like help me out here are there any things that your parents comment on that they're like nikki please don't ever do that again or we wish you Never. didn't do that or no, do they they've, just they've it said themselves? later on like when we were talking about things we've said on shows and um podcasts before like there are yeah. things that i've said about my mom that are like fresh wounds from like a therapy session and then I like mm. lash out on like air and yeah. I say something that I'm like because my mom didn't do this as a kid and I'm like that's not for everyone to know Nikki and it's not <laughs> even for your mom to think about you right, thinking right, about right, like right. it's just it's just mean and and I've regretted things like that but um yeah the uh, yeah and so there have been times like that with her for yeah. sure where she's like can you not that hurt me in in retrospect and i'm like i was such a jerk like i just said Sorry. whatever to anyone i was anyone. being selfish like in that moment with my feelings yeah. yeah and now i've learned like i can apologize and like own it and be like yeah i was not a good person then no Sorry. i think yeah. that's great yeah. i mean it still seems like you have a great relationship with your parents yeah that is it's really good i'm lucky um this is pointed. Someone says, how the hell does she deal with Tom every single day? He's bland and boring. Need to know her secret. 
Um, let's not answer that one because I couldn't disagree more with that person who yeah, just doesn't seem just, to like someone who is one of the funniest people I've ever met in my life. And I chose him for my co-host and he's also, amazing. They clearly care enough to make a comment. Exactly. About this person, they, so. That person knows that Tom, I'm guessing, and is just trying to make him sad because, uh, yeah. no one's ever thought Tom's not funny. No, that's your co-host on, yeah, on, yeah. on uh, you up. Yeah. Um, since the iconic roast of Ann Coulter, what other political figures would you like to roast like a hot dog on a grill? Um, I don't care. No political figures. I just, yeah. I, I don't want to, I would exhausting. never like Michelle Wolf doing the correspondence center, like roasting those people who don't have senses of humor about themselves, which already like Bruce Willis and Rob, Lowe, like the people I've roasted are already take themselves pretty seriously. Yeah. And that's part of the joke of it. But that politically that no there's no winning that i also feel like i mean she's so twitter's just an open roast 24 hours a day of political people that it just feels like what are you gonna say that no one's ever said before yeah. online about this person i thought like roast would be dead after M michelle wolf like how oh, yeah. everyone got so offended by how and she was so great like i just she thought was that great. was like oh they're over now if they can't take those jokes it's over yeah. how am i supposed to go up and do like at the actually brutal like, jokes yeah, yeah, and yeah. she because she was playing by their rules and she mm -hmm. did a good job so but i was surprised that they even did another roast after that so but yeah that's is there anyone that you is there anyone that you would want to roast you no <laughs> no it doesn't feel good that's how i feel in it life doesn't too. feel good it like i went into the roast being like oh i don't mind like i can handle whatever they say i didn't even think about it and then you get called like ugly a couple times in specific ways that you're just like oh they see it oh right because I, I forget that the roast no is roasting everyone as no well as like the main person yeah, yeah and you're just like oh I know I see that when I look in the mirror I didn't know anyone else saw it and I didn't think that and then you just think about a writer's room just staring at a picture of your face because that's literally what they do is they put your face up and then they just look all day well she kind of looks like Owen Wilson oh, if he <laughs> were more masculine like whatever they're like <laughs> pitching and you're just yeah. like Oh my God. And then, so there's after the residually after the roast, like everyone kind of rolled their eyes about Sarah Silverman saying that she had a hard time at the roast of, I forget who it was, Justin Bieber. Uh, oh yeah. James Franco. And she was like, they called her old and she was like, it felt bad. And everyone was like, wah, wah. But it's, it really does hurt. It's actually, yeah. To be like called things that you're like, I didn't think that I was that, but now I guess I am. Yeah. Cause everyone's laughing. And it's one thing to read it in like a YouTube comment consistently, but to hear an actual voice say it to your face. And then a and room then of people erupt in laughter being like we see it too we support this comment <laughs> it's like no. no yeah um someone wants to know what's your favorite thing to do when visiting st louis um i like that's where you're from right? yes yeah my favorite thing to do is see my nephew and my dogs that now live at home with my parents um that's my and i just oh, yeah, like because you chilling. had two dogs and you gave them i gave my dogs away yeah to my parents but and that's my sister. honestly the most responsible thing you could do it was hard to do that's on the road constantly it was just like i i wanted to have dogs forever but then and i thought it would be really hard to get rid of them and yeah. then they were gone and i was like i got my life back this yeah i've never <laughs> felt <laughs> better i <laughs> Honestly, it was like, I, I don't think I should have dogs. Do they, when you come back and visit them, is there a sense of weirdness or are they like, she's back from war? No, they forget. They, they don't forget who I am, but I am not their owner anymore. It's oh, been too long. It's been since June and it's January now. So it's been seven months of them not living with me. And so one of them, my, my OG, like my first dog that I like, we got through it and we travel yeah. along together. He is like a teenager who's just like, you left me mom. Like he's like <laughs> rebellious and not listening to me. And he's like kind of fat now because he doesn't get enough exercise. <laughs> and he's just like a little punk. He's just shut up mom. And like has no respect for me. None. Uh, and where he used to respect me, he would do anything I said. So now we're both like not getting along. I'm kind of over it. <laughs> but then my dog, Mary, and who I got later is now living with my parents and she still like loves me and sleeps with me and stuff when I come home and it feels amazing. But That's great. Luigi is long gone. <laughs> I lost him. Oh yeah. Cause didn't you, was that the one that you used to travel with on the road? You yeah. said, yeah. And he was my baby. I feel like a mom who's like, I don't know what happened to him. He got involved with drugs. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I lost him. And he used, I used to be his everything. He would cuddle with me for hours. Like, I understand yeah. that now. You have to let him go. Yeah. If you love something, you got to let it go. I had this dog for two years and I'm acting like we had a lifetime ago. <laughs> um, someone to know, are you still friends with Sarah Schaefer? Yeah. Yeah, you guys, because that's, I first met you when you guys were doing your MTV show together. Yes, and you came on it. That yeah. was so much fun. That was like my first TV you, thing ever. That's I think. so awesome. It was super fun. I just was like, these girls are doing something really fucking cool. Yeah, and this we was were. super fun. That was cool. Um, yeah, it was the Nikki and Sarah show, right? Yeah, Nikki and Sarah live on MTV. Yeah, we did two seasons of it. It was like a... a yeah, I don't know what it was, a variety show. Like we it's did like, Yeah, pop culture variety, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. We did sketch. We did a lot of man on the street stuff. We did oh, interviews yeah. and we did like um kind of weekend update style jokes oh, at the top. Oh yeah, you guys got um surprised with Justin Timberlake yeah. surprised us. Yeah, yeah, we thought we were going to Vegas to interview Kesha and we were waiting in this room and she's uh -huh. late and we're like we had already interviewed her. We were like, This isn't even like that big of a deal. Like it was still Kesha, so we were like cared, obviously, but right. and then we're just sitting there and she was late and I was like, I can't I believe Kesha like, is, like I still have a little grudge with her because she was so late that day that she wasn't booked and they were lying to us so sorry Kesha MTV MTV sullied you in my mind forever um but then Justin Timberlake walked in and we were just like what is happening and it was because we were that's like kind of who brought us together because we met at a party and we were talking about Justin Timberlake oh really yeah. that was so he was like yeah, oh, yeah that's very sweet yeah um Someone wants to know, and I think this can relate to Dancing with the Stars, uh, what is a good way to get yourself to do something that you're totally afraid to do? Um, just think about what's the worst that can happen. And oh, then yeah. if you, and then it's probably going to be better than that. But I will say that what happened to me on Dancing with the Stars was the worst that could happen. Like <laughs> it was. And that's what I learned from it is that oftentimes when you take a risk, the worst thing that can happen will not happen. It's more than likely it won't happen. Like the worst thing. But then sometimes it does. And <laughs> that was what my realization was. was like, this is not supposed, this was supposed to be the worst outcome that I imagined that isn't supposed to happen. And it did. And even when it does, you still are okay. Yeah. No one cares and no one thinks about you as much as you think about yourself. So just take a chance and like, don't, you only have one life to live. I don't know all these stupid platitudes, but it's all that stuff combined. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have a story. Yes. I got a story and I was doing something I would have regretted not doing it. I couldn't have, I would have always been like, I can't believe I could have done dancing with the stars and I didn't. And I right. just imagine myself, I imagine myself in the future being a woman who's okay enough with herself physically and like emotionally to be like, oh, you dance with the stars. That's fun. Like if I'm yeah. going to be there eventually and that's the kind of woman I want to be, why not do it now? Yeah, no. And also do you think that this has opened you up to now when new things come your way, you're way more open-minded about them? I can do anything. <laughs> that's what I mean. I like, literally can do anything because that show was that my sounds... biggest fear. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing I can't do. If I can do dancing, with, I did American Ninja Warrior too. You did? I did Celebrity American Ninja Warrior. When was this? They asked me like the day before because they had a dropout and I was like, okay. So I did it. It because I was the same thing. I was like, I'm going to be terrible at this. Yeah. I'm going to be the worst. And I was the worst. I got really injured. It was like the same with Dancing with the Stars. It was the same. Was it I before haven't learned. after Dancing with the Stars? It was before. It was a year and a half before. I did American Ninja I would do that show, I but I would not do terrible. Dancing with the Stars. Oh my God. It was so bad. So my, yeah, I did the worst by far, by far on American Ninja Warrior. I mean, I was the worst. And um, it was for but I ended up, I wanted to quit. I got there and I was like, I don't want to do this. I'm not doing this. I'm yeah. pulling, like I'm quitting. Yeah. And I only signed on to it a couple days ago. So it's right. not like they really, and they're like, it's for charity. And I'm like, God, fine, I'll do it. Like there's, yeah. it's, and so I did it and it was, I got so injured. It was great because that was Ugh. like my first time foray into doing something that was so out of my comfort zone. And on like just a, to say a reality TV program, game yeah. show situation. Trying to get in with the networks being like, yeah, I can, I can hang with you guys. And <laughs> yeah, just taking yeah. risks and having a showing. And, um, but then I will, now I really felt like I gave a speech like at the, <laughs> <laughs> I was with all the cast of Dancing with the Stars, most of the cast, uh, the first night that we all, the night before Good Morning America when we announced it. We yeah. all, like, a lot of us went to this dinner afterwards and we were all just kind of, like, making, like, announcements, having a great time. And I was like, I just want to say that because of 
tomorrow's announcement doing the show. Like I literally can do anything now. Like, and I, and I mentioned the, the, the moment I was like, I could have a threesome. Like I can finally have a threesome. I've always been scared of having a threesome. And I know that that's not the next logical step, but like, I've, I want to, I want the story. Cause that's what, there's no better story than a threesome. Like sex stories are the best uh, sure. stories. Yeah. And a threesome story. It's, it's like, it's a question that gets asked a lot. And I'm always like, yeah. never had a threesome moving on to the next question. I want one. And I've never, and I don't really want one. It scares me. Like, cause but I'm you like, can manifest it, but it's- like, it's not even like, it's, I could have one. I could it's have one It's more attainable right. now. I could have one tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> but I don't, but I'm scared to have one. But if it ever presents itself, if ABC calls and says, we're doing a new we're show. doing a uh, ultimate ninja threesome. Yeah, We'd love to have you on it, please. Oh my God, yes. Um, I'll do anything. Like I can wow. do anything now. All the things that scare me that I'm like, yeah, maybe I could do a threesome someday, but I wouldn't. Now I'm like, oh, I'll do it when, the, when they come calling. What doesn't kill you makes you available for the threesome. <laughs> I don't know why I like that's like my biggest like fear but also like I want to but I'm scared so it's dancing in a threesome honestly two things. yes well I think this year you can accomplish everything and Yay. anything you put your mind to we'll see uh, we've reached the end of the podcast Nikki thank you for being here but before you go we give everyone a personalized fortune cookie for Ooh. being just making time for us oh my gosh thank you so much of course I honestly do not remember at all what the, what the fortune is okay <laughs> Your throwbacks are very inspirational and remind us to be more vulnerable on platforms that condition us to put our fake best foot forward. You were also the first person to receive a sincere fortune. We feel gross now. Yeah. <laughs> That's so sincere. <laughs> That's so nice. So meaningful. I'm going to keep this. Um, Nikki, where can people find you if they don't know? Where can they see you coming up? Um, um, I have a, a daily morning show on Sirius Radio. So mm-hmm. if you have Sirius or a rental car, that's um, you can listen to me on there. Uh, a, a Monday through Thursday, uh, 10 to 12 Eastern, but we also have a podcast of the serious show. That's like the best of clips that it. comes out every Friday. It's called yeah. the you up podcast. It's really fun. You go through like every day and you give like a little segment that was like the most funny anecdote from each yes, day. It's from really each great. day. Thank you. Yeah. And then I'm um, at Nikki Glazer on, on uh, all socials. And then Sweet. I'm on tour right now and you can find all my dates at Nikki Glazer.com. Sweet. And also follow our Instagram story because it's, yeah. it's one for the, Thank you for the that. books. Yeah. That means a lot to me. I love you. it so much. Um, so don't mind if I'm the one that's stalking more than your crush. I am <laughs> so <laughs> flattered you watch I can't even stand it I love it thank you for being here Nikki we'll see you guys next time on another episode of Not Too Deep goodbye Too Deep Too Deep Too Deep Not Too Deep with Grace Helbig Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated producer and directed by Jack Ferry producer and editor Melissa D. Mons writing by Diane Kang post-production sound by Chris Henry and an extra special thanks to Flula for the theme music (laughs) 